In the North London derby, it was Mustafi and Alexis. Chelsea make West Brom pay and it'll be the last time Pulis collects his. Pogba comes back and immediately connects with Lukaku. Meanwhile, De Bruyne is so good with his left, it's almost as good as Salah who scored two and clicked next, while Moyes can't save West Ham, who amongst us would have guessed. Then we turn attention to news on the continent. Tavecchio resigns, he's probably incontinent. Samp beat Juve with so much sauce they're like a condiment. And Roma beat Lazio as Di Francesco proves highly competent. We'll finish off with Spain where Suarez gets his bite back and Mumu of the Week reveals which player needs a right smack. Take off your jacket. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Mohanad is here. Hello everyone. Bernie is here. Hello. And Roche is here. Yo, yo. Any, any more to that rap? Um, we'll see shortly. Oh, ho, ho, it's Christmas time. <laughs> wow, uh-huh. Mohanad getting into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Actually, Bernie had his uh, 29th birthday party the other day. Way to reveal my age. No problem. And uh, It was I, actually a lot of fun. I, I rapped every word to Miami by Will Smith. You yes, did. what what we got him uh, three different football books, all of them, right? What yeah. were they? Uh, David Squire's The History of Football, mm-hmm. yep. The Mixer by Michael Cox, and The Illustrated History of Manchester United. Yep, and yep. they've all gone into the bookshelf where they are prominently collect displayed. dust. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I, no. <laughs> and I got Bernie a nice fine bottle of Black Label. Oh, yes. nice. Yes. Yep. And so, I'd also like to add that it's also my dad's birthday today. So. Oh, hey, happy hey, birthday, hey. Mr. Rana. Mr. Seawolf. Senior. Yes, indeed. Yes. Is that his nickname? Yeah, Seawolf. Oh, that's incredible. That's oh, his, right, because... That's right. his email if you want to email him. You know. Sorry, why is that his nickname? Because he's... Um, captain. He's a captain. So C, like Luke, not the C. He other, is a other, captain. Other people need a bit more content. He's the sea captain. Yes. Right. Because right, he yeah. sailed oil rigs around the world. Yeah. Sailed, what sailed a, the seven seas. That sounds so interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyways... Something else that was interesting, mm. Premier League this weekend. Um, I mean, for once, Arsenal fans are in, are in high spirits. Um, great win for Arsenal in the North London derby. Incredible win. I mean, this I was... I mean, literally incredible. Yeah, because two weeks ago, Arsenal got smacked up by City, what was it, 3-1? Um, and then the international break happened, and it was a good chance for everyone to calm down a little bit after the meltdown from that City loss. And then people were saying, well, this is the game where, you know, the Arsenal fans and players and management, everyone could kind of come together and it could be, you know, it could be a good place to reverse all the negatives <laughs> that, were, that have been. I think Roche has a, has a comment. <laughs> I just have to come in because, like, yes, this was a good Arsenal performance, but at the same time, we all knew that they would have that good performance that would make you think that things were different and then they're going <laughs> to lose 5-1 to Bayern Munich. I mean, yeah, when Bayern Munich drop into the Europa League, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is possible. <laughs> it is actually possible this season. Um, I definitely didn't expect no. this or know that this would happen. At Neither all. did I. I mean, well, you, <laughs> you just directly contradicted yourself. Well, I didn't know it would happen. It was a good performance, but I didn't think it would happen. Right. Um, I mean, either way, I, there was a lot of positives. Arsene Wenger started the game with finally a formation that Makes people. Sense. Yeah, can't argue. Lineup. Sorry, lineup. Yeah, formation is never going to change. But the lineup, uh, Mustafi came back from injury. He had a man of the match performance. Mm. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, surprising. I would have given it to Ozil, but no, no, no. We can get to no, that. no. Ozil got man of the match, and he is the man of the match. But Mustafi had the man of the match performance in terms of at least defensively. Um, Ozil had it kind of more going forward, but Mustafi he dominated the the field. I thought he this... played very well. He scored the. Brilliant header. It was, it was by far his best game for Arsenal. It was Arsenal's Bayern. best game this season. So Best oh, game for oh. a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if we're talking about Arsenal's best game, I mean, we can go back years. Right. I mean, the, just the kind of... The organisation, the focus that lasted the whole game, as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, 60 or 70 minutes, the, the 
the palpable desire of the Arsenal players to win every ball, to actually win, you know, their their individual duels. We never see this. Right, and it's it, incredible, yeah, okay. and it, and it is so. And other people have said mm-hmm. this already, but it's so frustrating to watch this. <laughs> it's hard to take that much pleasure from it because you're just like, why can't you do this more? Well, it will always, I mean, with Arsenal, it's never about. Only it's not like you have bad players or bad this or bad. That. It's just about consistency because Arsenal always have these stats about how in the calendar year you know you top the table or in the first half of the table you know you're you top the table or you're the best away team. Like there's always little snippets of performance. It's just about consistency throughout a season and it just doesn't happen. I I, I have to say that Alex got a spot on in terms of the robustness of the performance was what impressed me. The first ten minutes you can tell which team wanted this game, yep. which team did not. Arsenal went in. For every single challenge, what the what was indicative of this was Ozil has, has the ball. He's protecting it, shielding it from. I think it was um, Dembele, was it? Dembele, and he he brushes him aside, which I thought that's fantastic. You don't see that type of thing, and the whole team acted accordingly. And on Ozil, like I alluded to, man of the match performance. What I loved about this performance was, if you read the comments afterwards, Henri, Ian Wright, and Arsene Wenger himself said. He put in the work. He was rewarded by the fans for his defensive shift. We want to see more of that. It's just more confirmation that this is not what Meza Ozil does on a regular basis. When he does, he is scintillating. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, uh, I think this was a very gritty performance by Arsenal. And Spurs looked flat. I think they resorted to a lot of long shots. Right? Yep. And, that, and keeping Spurs to a clean sheet is, is a, like way in the positive column for Arsenal. But I also want to point out a stat, because Moana, you mentioned a stat. Um, Spurs 4 for 86 in their last away games against like the top six opponents. Well, Pochettino's record against the top six is horrendous. I think yeah. he has one point in the last. In well, the last, since, since in the, he's in ever, the last 17, yeah. he has one win away from home. Yes, yeah. but, but also with that stat, I mean, before this game they were three for 85, but you still thought they were going to take this game. Oh yeah, because on form, I mean, Tottenham were were, were on better form. Um, they rested a lot of players from the international break. Um, to be fair, Kane, Ali did not look at the top of their game. They, they might have still had some niggling kind of effects from, from the injuries that they had. But I thought we were talking about Ozil. There was, a, there was one game, uh, one play in the, in the game where I think it was either Ali or Ericsson were about to take a shot on the edge of the Arsenal box. And the person that took it off their foot was Ozil. And people yeah. were like, what? How? Why yeah. is he even there? Yeah. So overall, I think even having, you know, like a Z starting, which uh, Arsene Wenger hasn't been doing in the bigger games. He's great at defending from the good. front, by yep. the way. Yeah, so there's it. a lot of energy with Alexis. Alexis had a brilliant game. So it all kind of came together for Arsenal. Um, Ramsey played very well. In the back three were... Even, even Xhaka played even well. Even Xhaka played well. He, you know, he got an early yellow and he did well to keep his composure. Sorry, so I actually thought for the first little bit, Koscielny was very suspect. I actually thought Mustafi bailed him out quite a few times. Positionally, he was weak. If with a fit Harry Kane, that could have been exploited. But then again, you can't take away from what was a total, complete performance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I, but I, equally, on the other hand, I think Pochettino got this horribly wrong. And I, I think there, there are some games in which, and he, he, you know, he says it. Sometimes you try something and it goes well, and sometimes it doesn't. And the other day was just everything was wrong about the way they, they were set up. For a start... Sissoko and Dembele in central midfield is not a combination. You can look at that and see it's not a combination. I don't know why Winks didn't gonna play. Not, well, when Winks came on, they were much, much better. But the other thing was that they didn't pick a plan. With, against Arsenal, you can either sit back, let them come on to you, and then hit them on the break. And Spurs have done that against Dortmund. They did it against Real Madrid. 
Or you can do what Spurs did last season or the last couple of seasons and press them really hard, which is in fact what Arsenal did to Spurs in this mm-hmm. game. And they, Tottenham didn't do either. They kind of sat in the middle somewhere. They didn't press, but they also didn't drop off. So the ball in behind was, was an option for Arsenal. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're kind of right. I mean, they were flat. They must have been tired because uh, I think Davinson Sanchez was... Uh, sorry, Davinson Sanchez, Sanchez, right? Yeah. He actually played uh, Lacazette on for uh, the second goal. Yeah, uh, you, so they were they were not trying to play the outside trap, or they were. You couldn't tell what their plan was. That yeah, said, should never have been a free kick. Um, yeah, should never. Yeah, I give Mustafi all the credit in the world. That was actually a very difficult header. Yeah, the way he had to flex the yeah. neck muscles to get that never should have been a free kick. Was a brilliant challenge by Davinson. Yeah, so. aesthetically pleasing goal though. The, the only the only thing kind of just the looking at the Arsenal fans' reaction was that this game was there for a four and a five. Like there was so many chances for Arsenal to come out with such an emphatic. Win like or, I mean two nil again in a derby is fantastic, but yeah. it kind of just it was like take your chances, be a bit more ruthless. This could have been four or five, and that's how good Arsenal were on the day. Bellerin is slowly starting to come back into form. He's had a quiet month or month and a half where he's slowly getting back into it. He hasn't made the mistakes that we've seen earlier. And he's made plenty of social media mistakes. That's true. So <laughs> at least if he can keep them there, I would be okay with you know living with those posts once in a while. There's, there's a point here, just because you mentioned Beller, and I think um, one of you guys put on this thing. It says, Mustafi, header, Alexis finished, something about rumors, biggest shit, shut the hell up, all this stuff. I heard that from Bellerin as well, that we shut people up. And all I thought was, people are talking about your poor performances because you've been poor. Yeah. You give people something to talk about, they will talk. I don't I don't get all this, we shut people up thing. No, you didn't. You're going to be crap very soon and they're going to talk again. It's just, do be consistent. And then people won't talk this way. That's fair. On the Mustafi quote, though, I just want to read the full thing because it's quite funny. So, like, he was doing an interview after the game and he was asked about the rumours in the summer about him leaving. And he said, You like to get the shit, the biggest shit. That's your job. People outside talking and thinking they know it, that they know everything. What happens in the changing room is the real thing. I mean, the thing is, we, we always look at the, the, the rumours and stuff from, from the outside and we think it's not a big deal, whatever, like, who cares? But I think... Sometimes these rumors and when players read about themselves on social media now, it's huge. Like people go on there and they they do no. Like if anybody says I don't go on there and read what what it says about me, he's a, he's a complete liar. There's well, no what, way. What's he referring so, to? I'm just the the rumors in the summer of him wanting to leave and stuff. I'm just saying it does sometimes affect players. And then when a reporter asks him a question, it just boils over. Like it, it does affect them in a in a kind of a human social way. Absolutely. Random question though, how do you guys feel about a permanent position for Bellerin on that right wing? No, I mean he's had it for like three years. Yeah, I, personally, it's, he's, it's basically like a David Beckham position. No, well, he the wing back position for him. Yeah, I don't think it's a wing back because they played a four four two. No, 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 he was a right midfielder. No, 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 it was it was a wing back for sure, yeah. and that's where he's played, and that's where he, I think he's better at that than a, a right back because of his defensive kind of. He's better going forward. I mean, he's not the best crosser of the world, but again, he's extremely young, and you get that dip in form, um, and again. The problem with Arsenal youngsters is that they come in when the team is usually low, not doing well. They're expected to contribute immediately, as opposed to a youngster coming into a strong side that is dominating. I mean, you look at Man City who have Delph at left back. Imagine Delph at left back at Arsenal. He would look absolutely horrendous, but in a City team that functions, he looks yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. but and except for this game, Tottenham take that that sort of mentality and throw it out the window. Because Tottenham have been very, very good for a couple seasons and been able to bring in young players without caring about all that type of stuff. So I don't I don't buy that necessarily. Again, I they, do see it on some level, but I don't buy it altogether. Because but again, if, like in that example, Spurs have a system and they're very organized, whereas Arsenal 
yeah. generally do so not. So it's like, have a system, have it organized so that you can play these young players. No, I'm just saying it's not their fault. I'm just saying it's well, not it's Bellerin's fault, fault that he's been trash fault. for two years. You don't think that so. Not at this fault. age. I don't think so, no. Well, how, I mean, if he's going to come into the team no, no, no. At, at like 21 or 20 when he came in and what, be a world beater from 20 to 34, that's not going to happen. You're going to have your different form. You need your manager. Yeah, you but it shouldn't your... last two years is my point. Nah. I, I would also say that he has no competition. There, there is no other right no, back in the squad point, yeah. other than Debushi, who's clearly not competition. Yeah, that's and problem, Maitland Niles, I mean, does yeah. Debushi even train? It doesn't seem like he actually shows up to <laughs> training. He played a few UEFA <laughs> uh, yeah, at centre back. Interesting. Um, interesting news, though. Um, Arsenal have made a signing. Oh yeah. Um, so Steve Rowley has stepped down. Rowley or Rowley doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they've signed Rowley Poli. Sven Mislintat. Yeah, probably butchering that. Um, Dortmund, the same way I butchered all these <laughs> Dortmund's chief scout. Um, Dortmund scout players very well, so on the face of it, this looks like a really good Well, thing. there was a very good quote from Mohanad earlier today saying, you know, you scout the players and we won't buy them. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, unless they're extremely young and no one cares and no one wants them, then maybe that's his also, role. Also, the scout is not important in, the, in, in my opinion because, for example, <laughs> what's his, uh, Usman Dembele. Everyone in the world knew about Usman Dembele. Yeah, but why did Dortmund, Dortmund all of a sudden were the ones that actually signed him? But why I want to know they, why he didn't sign him. Why did Dortmund? How did no, Dortmund? No, I think everybody That's knew about him understand. once he went to Dortmund. No, 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 no. no. Everyone no. knew about we were linked with Usman Dembele. Believe me. But well, I don't I, understand why Dortmund were the ones that. I think there's a point in which some teams are willing to pay money, and then they don't do it. Arsenal are one of those teams. Barca might be like, eh, they want to pay four million for Asensio. I think. I think there's a lot of. There's a lot of changes at Arsenal that are kind of slowly showing that they are getting ready for life after Arsene Wenger. Um, this is one of them. There is the rumors, I don't know if it's true, or rumors of the manager of football, what's his name? Over, uh, Overmars? Yeah, Overmars. Yeah. There's a few little things that are happening in the background that just seem to be kind of getting ready for more people in there that could help because the next person is never going to replace Arsene Wenger one for one. It's just never going to happen. You're so you need to start... Not. Well, he, they, they won't be able yeah. to. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah, no, it's like when uh, Ronaldo left United and they've got Valencia and, like, you know, a few yeah. other, few other yeah. people. You know, I don't know why I'm trying to throw a jab. What a won the league three times that. after that. I'm so, trying to segue yeah. into your 4 1 victory over well, Newcastle. Well, thank you very much. You're very Evan. welcome. <laughs> Take um, it away. <laughs> yeah, 4 1 victory over Newcastle. Um, uh, this game started off with me being angry at the uh, first 10 or so minutes and then Newcastle scored to make it 1-0 <laughs> which did that help? compounded my anger I think uh, you know on the thread if you'd seen what I was typing we, yeah. we can't repeat it you, you, not you, even close you can't miss it <laughs> um, but no United were not sharp at all in this game to start uh, I think that the quality of players in the end just kind of got the better of Newcastle well you guys actually started quite an exciting 11 uh, because exciting, Maka... Yeah, we started a good, exciting lineup, uh-huh. but we did not do anything with the ball. Newcastle looked, you know, together, working as a right. team, working very hard, closing down the space, high-pressing, and then the second they got tired, that's when United started coming into well, the Pogba, game. Pogba came back from his injuries. He played in that role that he likes, that kind of box-to-box, I guess, next to Matic. Um, Mata played number 10, which is the role he prefers. You actually had your two exciting youngsters on the wings in Rashford and, uh-huh. and Martial with Lukaku at, at top. So... I looked at the formation and thought, this is going to be interesting to see how United... Because this is kind of, I think, how people want United to play. I mean, maybe Mkhitaryan slash Mata, whatever. But that front three, at least, without having that Mata out there or the Mkhitaryan out there. I think many people were upset with the first 10 minutes, sure. But if you watch the first 10 minutes, Pogba was electric. Everything he did with the ball 
he was the only one that was playing very well at that point and you just look at it and you go oh my god and, so and that's also a combination of we're used to seeing Fellaini in the first 10 minutes of a game this is true I, yeah, I just, it's a brilliant kind of summation of modern football fandom everyone was upset with the first 10 minutes it's just like yeah they probably were yeah, it? It, it was, but what, what got me going was if you look at um, the fir- even the first 10 minutes Lukaku had a chance that he probably should have scored from a Valencia cross he's not on the best which could have changed a lot of things but his overall game is actually quite good he's just not finishing and then Newcastle went ahead on their first shot so I don't I can't say run of play I think it was a good goal it was a very it was a good goal if not the fact that Lindelof decided to continue his horrible start to United by slipping which allowed Dwight Gale to be free as hell it's so, really unfortunate for him because he had those two brilliant games for Sweden against Italy yeah. and kind of everyone thought right this should give him some confidence and then nah he's a good player I'm he sure he is, is a good, I'm sure he's he is. just very trash he's just going through that, that ever phase no, and well, then he's going to be good well I've seen worse I think the worst I ever saw was Michael Dawson in his early days at Tottenham yeah, yeah to be fair, Gareth Bale. He had that streak where they couldn't win a game for like seventeen. Oh games yeah, after. Was, but yeah. Michael Dawson was there. Yeah. yeah, but but that wasn't because Bale was bad. It was just like the sure. team. It was contact sure. whereas Dawson. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was a train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I yeah. I have to say, Paul Pogba again. Like it's people. I I am one of those people who's like it's only Newcastle, whatever. But he has been good, better all season. It's also his first season. game back after what? How long has he been well, out? Like, like two like months. Two yeah, so you got. It doesn't matter. And, and what the skill that he produced to create Martial's goal was what? It's the composure. It's not the, the fancy footwork was great and all that. Like with the left foot to just nudge it away. But it was a composure that he knew. I'm stronger than you. I'm more skillful than you. I'm going to beat you and put this ball in. Absolutely, it was absolutely gold. And that pretty much set the tone for the rest of the game from that moment forward. Because until that moment, Newcastle were working harder and outworking every United player. Yeah, right. I I will say just lastly about about Pogba is not only is he very good, obviously, but he also brings a bit of that United aura back, which they really don't have when he's not there. And and Ibrahimovic will do that too. It's that kind of. It's not. It's you know partly it's because he's physically intimidating, but Mm. the other thing is just. Confidence. Confidence, and he's an elite player, and you know it, and everyone else knows it. And I'm better than you. He has that look, which is like, I am better than you. Yeah, Yeah. and lions are different from humans. That's true. So speaking of lions, Ibra came back after, what was it? Seven months. Seven Seven months out. He's a month early, which is why, you know, he said lions heal different than humans, etc. But... (laughs) Again, good good for him at this age. What is it, 34? 36. 36? 36. Yep. Oh, dude, I mean, do yeah. Lions do their ACLs? That's the question. Well, that is a good point. Male Lions don't do anything. <laughs> That's true. true. They just um, eat. They show so up. he's 36. He This injury should be career-ending. He came back a month earlier. He Again, you know, he has this thing about him, his arrogance. He likes it. It's his brand. Yeah, like but him. he's a top, top, top professional. Came back a month early. I think people are laughing about how his first touch was, you know, an attempted sidekick and whatnot. So he's it's it's a good player to have back at United. You know, play him in the cups and start integrating back in the team. When Lukaku has a dip in form, he'll do just fine. Well, not only a dip in form, but now you can actually give Lukaku a rest. He yeah. was playing all the kind of peasant games Everything. in the, in the yeah. Champions League away to wherever he's, he's league he was playing. playing ninety minutes every game, but the on that Lukaku rest thing, he will get a rest every now and then. But the plan seems to be his lifetime plays in number ten. And Lukaku plays number nine. That's what Mourinho has been hinting at. That's what Zlatan himself said. How does number we... ten is the star who creates everything? But he's been talking about that for a while now. So that's probably going to happen. How does McTarian feel about this? Probably he's been bad. He's been I bad know, the I last agree. Few weeks. And he's, it's, he's been it's bad a... without Pogba, though, to be fair. McTarian wasn't it last game that he got absolutely? Was it against Spurs? You guys still won one 0 and he got absolutely blasted. It was one of his yeah. worst games ever. He was he was poor. But on the McIntyre, I don't buy this Pogba. At first, I, I bought it. The Mkhitaryan's is bad because of Pogba. Like, 
that you're a professional football player. I shouldn't be going onto the field thinking, oh my god, Pogba's not here, I'm going to be shit today. That doesn't make sense to me. Granted. Right, right. Um, before we move on, I just want to touch on uh, Newcastle. They are subject of a thir- £300 million bid from Dubai-based financial advisory firm, PCP Capital. They sound like not dodgy, very off-board <laughs> people. Um, and that consortium is being led by Amanda Staveley, who is a um, businesswoman from Yorkshire in England. And uh, just to demonstrate kind of what a down-to-earth, grounded individual she is, hmm. in the uh, oh, so she helped Man City take over. Uh, sorry, Sheikh Mansour take over Man City. Right? Okay. And so, in an interview with the Guardian, in 2008, she said, "I'm just grateful to have been given the opportunities I've had so far. It's not about money. It wouldn't matter if I was making eight million or two hundred million. I just want to go to bed at night and say I've done a good job." <laughs> It's good to know that, you know, she is able to take a pay cut yeah. to do what yeah. she enjoys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the lower bound is $8 million. I mean, I think she's selling herself short with $8 million. <laughs> Wait, Clearly. Guys, 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 what do you have to do to lead a consortium to buy a club? I need to know this. Like, actually need to know this. Okay, you want to actually know? Yeah. Illegal stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's all illegal like stuff. Paradise paper type yes. of stuff. There's no way you can go through life fully legal and end up saying... I'm okay with making eight million. It just doesn't work. Yeah, hey, we're missing something. Here. No, yes, really hard. You're, yes, you're missing some shady business. Yep. You're missing some random connection that you need I, because. So to our viewers, of, keep an eye out for under the cash on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we'll be selling stuff and the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea beat West Brom three nil. Good win. This was four. wasn't it four three. Uh, no, it's three. Hazard, Morata, and Hazard again? I actually thought it was 4-1, but eh. Four, See, oh yeah, actually it is 4-1, you're right. West Brom's I, I was transfixed with Tony Pulis' face after the uh, Morata goal. Right. And I'm really disappointed that that clip is no longer there. Okay, you know what, we can start off with West Brom really quickly. Alright, I've just checked, it was 4-0. Okay, so, so they <laughs> lost, I thought it was 4-1. Okay. No. They lost 4-0, Pulis got sacked. Um, this was in the works because... The West Brom fans were not happy with the type of football they were playing. Not only that, but they have actually only won like three games in the last like yep. twenty six or something. Mental. That's true. <laughs> so he's not doing a very good job. I mean, he would have kept them up, but still, I think I think people were getting bored of what they were watching. And like, yeah, what's the were. point? Like, what's the, like? Because what do I get from finishing seventeenth? Right. Yeah. Like that's exactly what I can't remember what show it was, but they were talking about it must be the worst team to support in the league must be new. It was um. World Football, uh, BBC, whatever. Yeah. So they were asking the guys, like, isn't it the worst experience to be a West Brom fan? Because you don't win anything. You don't challenge for anything, not even Europe. But you're not shitty enough to get relegated so you don't get the excitement of survival. <laughs> yeah. So all, what is the point? Back and the fans yeah. actually respond on Twitter, there is no point. And when you actually win a game, it's not fun. Yeah, you're not like, playing you're like, oh, like Because you're not a manager. You're not like, oh, thank God we got the three points. You're like, well, this was a waste of my time. <laughs> and you know what? Just to draw a comparison of, you know, maybe... Put into light how bad he was. Manchester United under Louis van Gaal were frustrating to watch yeah. with all the sideways passing. And back to De Gea. Just imagine watching a Tony Pulis West Brom match. Yeah, I mean, at least it was passing. Yeah, at least he kept the ball on the ground. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this funny quote on Twitter. Someone said something about, like, listen, in Tony Pulis' defense, if football was supposed to be played on the ground, God wouldn't have invented the sky. <laughs> it was just like, anyways, the point is, Pulis is gone. Um, yeah, but but don't worry because they're they're looking at Alan Pardew or Nigel Pearson. So is it the same just carousel <laughs> of people? Like, is Where there, is Harry Redknapp? Where is Harry? Why do you keep suggesting? You Harry actually Redknapp? don't want I, Harry Redknapp anywhere I, I, near I just this. think he's like one of the best England managers. He, he lost like thirteen games in a row for Birmingham. Yeah, yeah he had a bad streak. Maybe Birmingham. He's really fun, sucked. but he's not. Okay, like, he's not good. Harry Redknapp is under undergoing what David Moyes is like undergoing right now. 
decent at West Ham, decent if you want to call it at Tottenham. Everything after is an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. So let's not touch that. Don't forget Southampton, Portsmouth. Southampton took Portsmouth down, bankrupted the club, Epic. etc. Um, that's yeah. still think is great. So, <laughs> but Chelsea played in this Red game. Red England. <laughs> when, I, when I said you know West Brom nil Chelsea four, I did not think the first eight minutes would be West Brom. So let's move on to Chelsea. I think. Morata and Hazard on form are one of the most exciting duos to kind of watch in the Premier League. Yep. Morata is really coming in, uh, into his own. He's, he's looking good. He's getting used to the Premier League. He's really producing. Um, Hazard started off really slow. Injuries at the start of the season, not really dominating games. Recently, Champions League, we saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, this game we saw, he, mm-hmm. he really took the game by the scruff of the neck. After that, taking that, a lot of criticism from Mahani. True, true. I mean, if it spurs him on, I will keep criticism going. Yeah. Um, like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, little, that little curl to take it away from the defender before the left foot shot that then was buried away into Morata's shot was brilliant. His, his goal after that. This is what he needs to do. He took the game by the scruff of the neck and he was their best player. And he should be their best player more often than not. And you know what? I, to back your point, when, when Hazard shows up, it's his day. You know, no, I remember he, watching. It's hard to him. There was, a, I think, it was the Euros of the World Cup where he was playing, and you know, Belgium were kind of mundane throughout the tournament, and then Hazard showed up. I think it was against Hungary or something, right. and it was the most electric football you'd seen. And that's what Hazard does when he shows up. Just expect him to do that. You actually don't get the ball off Hazard. No, it's, it's very weird. He yeah. is he's sh- he's short, but he's strong and he's fast. Very strong. He's probably the best dribbler of the ball in the league when he wants to be. I think he. I think he is the best dribbler in the league. He, I mean. With, with with kind of a purpose. I mean, you could probably find people who do little flicks. Well, those but yes, with a purpose, I think. Hey, Ben, you know who actually might be up there, which is weird, is I think Zaha is up there. Zaha, Zaha Dembele. Uh, in a different way, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more of a possession way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martial is a good dribbler, but he's not as effective as Hazard. Right. No, well, no. Hazard is at a different level. Like, Hazard is a, is a top player. I, he just I, needs I, consistency. By the way, that Morata flick. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. I, I honestly, I could watch Morata yes, all day. Yes, yes. Not only Alex because he's, loves Morata. he's beautiful, he's a beautiful but, like, man. Yes, yeah. but also he's just such an we elegant do this every footballer. Week. We do. I know. Pe- okay, Pella, Giroud, or Morata? Mar- oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, Pella, no, Pella. Pella. Pella? He's got that job. He's got the, the job. Thing is That's like, why he's growing up. Rashid's growing his hair. You can't grow a giant. That's the secret right there. No, but no, you no. can't deal with Giroud's attitude would just be too much. Yeah. Too yeah, way yeah, too true. much. Because Giroud knows he's good looking. Also not trustworthy. I feel Morata maybe like doesn't <laughs> no. know it. Come on. Pele is like rough around the edges. You got that rugged face, but he smiles at you and it's game over. Which <laughs> <laughs> he's already dropped his shin pads. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, anything um, else on this game before we Yeah, I just wanted to, to talk about uh, Fabregas for a second in that Conte this season has decided to go with Fabregas. He's starting a lot of games. He's dropping Willian and Pedro to get Fabregas into the system in front of Bakayoko and Conte. Um, and it, it does put more onus on Hazard to be that guy mm-hmm. because he's kind of now one of one right. in terms of those attack, nippy attacking midfielders. But Cesc is pulling strings. He is. He he's got man of the match last game. Absolutely fantastic. If I'm, not, if I'm not wrong, he got man of the match for Chelsea the game before. This game he was good. He's He's been yeah. on a good run of form. It's and he's, very he's not, simple. He's not young. Beginning of the season, he was playing in a two. Yep. Ever since they played, uh, they've been playing with a three. Yep. He's been fantastic. He, this guy cannot play in a two. Some people just cannot do that. Quick math. Leave it alone. Two plus two is four. <laughs> Minus four. Quick maths. Let's go to the quiz. Perspiration thing. The Gabriel Bat Quiz Stuta has arrived this week, and we have three participants, starting with Al- Alex in the corner. And Mohamed. And Bernie. 
That was easy. Are you boys ready for a battle? Yep. Yes. Oh, we, we should say that Rochet's doing it this week because I'm extremely lazy and couldn't do it. Also, oh, yeah. also, Backcross Tutor was one of the team names from our latest quiz. That, that was fantastic. The minute we heard it, we're like, this is it. You certainly it. was. Yeah. Thank you, Backquiz Tutor, once again. Question number one. We all know that Italy did not qualify for the World Cup coming up, but when was the last time that they did not qualify for the World Cup? Give me the year. Alex first. 1960s. Wrong. That was easy. 1954. Wrong. 56. Wrong. Leicester nil, Manchester City two. Um, but Company in the first minute or two should have been sent off. It was his first game back in years, and he should have been gone in two minutes. It was glorious. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Literally his first contribution in months, and he thought, you know what? I'm just gonna hack Vardy down. Contribution. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. It was horrendous. Is it a red card? Yes. The yes. Was covering? No, 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 I'll tell you what it is. If you look at it in, in like the play, uh-huh. Vardy was gone. Vardy was one on one. Stones was never gonna catch right. up. But what happens is the player falls, so the defender obviously catches up, yeah. and when the ref gets there, the defender's like. Because it, it did look like Stones nah. was overlapping. Not even close. Vardy mm. was gone. That's was one gone. for the uh, video action replay. Yeah. It honestly would have been straight into the like Premier League top funniest moments ever. The, there was first a, tackle from a long term injury. Someone, someone made a point that even if Stones was at the goalpost. <laughs> that, that should be a red card because you're literally sliding from the from yep. the back and that should be sending off. Well, not, and a goal-scoring opportunity. That, that To me, that's the point. It's, he's taken away a goal-scoring opportunity. Mm. Like, what did Leicester get afterwards? A free kick in the, like, the middle of the half <laughs> and company's on a yellow. Like, it's nothing. It's not just a reward for the situation. Then he almost scored an own goal. Oh. Could, yeah, could have been such a good offer. <laughs> and then it didn't help when Stones left and he was partnered with Mangala. Mm. Who, you know, to be fair to, to be fair to City, Leicester aren't a bad team. They could have played the worst team. Mm-hmm. And they played the whole, technically the whole game with their two sub-center backs. One who, you know, we thought Mangala was never going to make it back into the, the lineup in any f- shape or form. The other is their washed-up old captain that they keep shoehorning in there and mm-hmm. he's having a horrible game. So... That's still something to take away from the game for the City fans. To be fair, I thought the company actually recovered very well. I thought right. he was actually very good after that, especially on the ball. He was surprised. I thought his passing was surprisingly he good. He was on the ball. Yeah. I thought, I thought there were a couple moments here. Man City are like, they're so impressive. So, so, so impressive. impressive. But there, there were a couple times where I thought, man, that was easy. Literally by Leicester City. That was so... They had a... Obviously, the shot off the post, the almost an own goal, yeah. the... What we just talked about the company's like absolute. I can't even say the word because I realize it's a bad word to say. But <laughs> well, company City, being a prick. Yeah, but but City are literally summarized in that chance off the post. Yeah, it came off the post on one end, 
and then they score 20 seconds later. Yeah. That is that is Pep Guardiola football. That you is what City tried to be. Absolutely. absolutely perfect. Yeah. They don't have to be perfect to beat you. You have to be perfect to beat them. I, I also want to say City's game is playing through the lines, right? Mm-hmm. And Leicester play lines. They play 4-4-2. <laughs> Whatever happens, it's 4-4-2. And like, again, against a team like City, that's not really that yeah, smart. Absolutely. So you're specializing in exploiting space. The second you leave space, you're And that's done. what Pep does. Yeah. Pep, in general, that's what he specializes. Yeah. But the, the thing that I see about City, especially in the counterattacks, which I think the, 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 the effectiveness or the successfulness of a counterattack really, really hinges on you trusting your teammates. Because you need to make a lung-bursting run halfway down the field. Mm-hmm. You need to trust that you will get the ball. And every time I see City counterattack, like even in this one, after it came out of the post, Sané was sprinting up that left-hand side. De Bruyne is slower, but he trusts that he will get a chance. And he sprinted right behind him. If this was a, a West Brom or, a Nor- or whatever mm-hmm. it was going to be, that player would be like, you know what? I'm just going to wait here for the ball to get turned over, so I'm waiting to defend when it gets back. Mm-hmm. But they trust each other so much that they all just go. And they uh, know the way, something's going to happen. On that point you're saying, De Bruyne does not look up. No. If you look at that pass, because Sané trusts De Bruyne to give him the ball. Yeah. De Bruyne trusts Sané to make that run every single time. It's Absolutely. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And even Pep was impressed with the, the slick passing move for the first goal. Because if you saw him on the sideline, he kind of mouthed, wow. Yeah. And that, like it, when he's been pressed, then you know things are going well. The touch that De Bruyne took with his left foot to open up the space. Off of his goal? Off yeah. of his goal. He... He, yes, he shot it with his left. Fantastic. He's not a left-footed player. Yes, I think great. I think we say that every week. And it's, 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 but it's about, it's about the little touch that he took with his left yeah. to create the space. Mm-hmm. Killed me. I, it's, I literally replayed it five times. I, I saw that goal. There's those goals where you think of it and you think, eh, he just hit it, whatever. Yeah. But I saw it and I went, yes. like, it's, it's, it's just one of those. It's, it's a tingle. And he does that week in, week out now. And he hit the shit out of that ball. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, Let's have that it, in there. It, Listen, it, 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 simply yeah. the best player in the league. By he is the best player in the league. Far. No, but City play, played 12, won 11, drawn 1. Yes, unbeaten still. I mean, obviously people are like... Well, yeah, but, but it's not only unbeaten. It's like they've won almost every single game. Yeah, do this You know, do this for a few more games. Get past Christmas unbeaten. Keon Ke- Ke- thinks they'll go unbeaten. I think they could. I think I, worst I, case I they'll lose I, one. I don't see like why not. Pop quiz. Who, who took a point off them? Uh, uh, Huddersfield. Wasn't it Everton? No. no. Oh, it was Everton. It was Everton. Rooney. What? Rooney. Because yeah. oh, Walker got sent off like immediately. Yeah. Like oh, Jesus scored. Uh, Aguero scored that. In the 82nd minute. Oh. <laughs> okay. In terms of can City lose a game, I think the Stones injury, because Otamendi's out too, right? Yes. So here's the thing. They've got, the fixture list gets crazy now. They've got like... Four games, I think, in a week or in two weeks. Sorry, mm. all they've got is Mangala and company. So once you st- once you're playing Champions League, ninety minutes and, and Premier League, that might be a serious problem. In fact, I think we'll probably see Fernandinho back there a bit. We might see going to a back three so that Danilo and, and Fernandinho right. can play in the back mm. without it risking too much. But the other side of the coin is if you get if they get out of this, yeah, unbeaten, yeah, yeah. then, then the you're thing. screwed. Speaking of Fernandinho, <laughs> because it came up before we move on. He allows this to happen. Oh, 100%. He is literally the only one in midfield that defends. Yeah. And because Silva, De Bruyne, Sane, so sure, they all do their bit, but he's the only one that actually is tasked with defending. But, it, but it's not... Sorry. Yeah. No, it's not only that. And then it goes back to your point about trust, which is that when City have the ball, De Bruyne and Silva, go, they meander, they go right? Over. They roam. Mm-hmm. And so if Fernandinho doesn't make that pass... 
then you're then you're done because you're he's the only one left and then you've got the back four so they're completely exposed so his passing has to be just as good as his defensive work and he's been incredible he's been brilliant he has been brilliant yeah. he's, he's also like 32 or 33 years old yeah Fernandinho yeah I mean but he, he's kind of a late bloomer like he's you know he started recently to shine he's been good ever since he got to that yeah and it's been at least five years now yeah. he's getting older at what point does he lose to Dinho Oh, true, because he's not a Dino. Well, anymore. he already consumed Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are one. I remember Fernando. What happened to Fernando? They look the same, too. Yeah, yeah. he's gone. By Fernandinho, I think he went to Turkey. Turkey, I think he's yeah. in Turkey. So the kind of who they have as a sub is, is Yaya. Yeah. Uh, kind of Delph, Gundogan. maybe. Uh, Gundogan. Gundogan. Oh, yeah, but you forget about him, man. Yeah, but at like, least he just gets alive. injured. Yeah, he's alive. I've also yeah. said this before, but I think Delph is the Ashley Young of Man City. I mean, survival. he would do well to to, Just be, like that ball to have his career. Back, you know? but by the way, another Ashley Young. So shut the hell up. I know. I, another I, I do appreciate it. Ashley Young. Oh yeah, no, he's he he's just, the just best crosser makes his next of the mistake. ball in the league. He just is. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, crosser of the ball. The curl he gets around the defender and he puts it in such dangerous spots. It's just so inviting. When anyway. it's good, when it's good. Well, sure, obviously. You know, you know who else is an absolutely brilliant at kicking a football? Salah. <laughs> Mohamed Salah. Mo Salah is great segue. Thank you. <laughs> I think arguably the best signing of the season so far. He's, yes, he costs what thirty-two million. Mm-hmm. Um, top scorer of the league from a wide position. <clears throat> the goal he scored this weekend. That first touch, the confidence to get it and roll it, like kind of roll over the ball to then put it where it, that, he's been having a great season. That or De Bruyne for the goal of the weekend. For me, De Bruyne. De Bruyne because it's on the weak foot, it's a smash, but it's the curl versus smash. Which one do you like? Okay, I'll t- I, I go De Bruyne. Okay, only because Forster looked like an idiot. I think for that <laughs> he is an idiot. Like, it, it just looks so wrong. Right. I, it's hard to compare, but yeah, they were both they were both great goals of the of the week. And his run for the second one, firstly, Coutinho's lovely outside the foot pass, weighted perfectly. But you can see the, the you can see the one. connection between them and the run that from in, from outside in that uh, Salah makes. Yeah. Beautiful. It's Beautiful. a striker's run, not a not a wide yeah. run. And sorry, because you were talking about the run again. I sorry to go back, but Jesus. Can, is he ever going to score a goal outside of the box? Outside of the six-yard box? It's literally his job. Okay, I'm there. just waiting for that day. That's all, because I just I, feel I like I could get half that money and do what Have he does. Have you ever seen him shoot? No. From outside the Never. box? He probably won't go anywhere. <laughs> okay, back to Liverpool, who deserve some praise for their good form, because um, we were saying they you know, got annihilated by Spurs three games ago, 4-1. Since then, they've won three out of three, also won in the Champions League, and have kept three clean sheets in the no league. Lovren played this game though, right? Clavan and Clavan and Lovren this game. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, so it was Clavan. Ooh, Southampton South also contributed to their downfall. What was Tadic doing trying to dribble yes. it across from right to left? I mean, I don't. That was get idiotic. It. Yeah, it was no, but but Liverpool, I I think their front kind of four-ish with that Coutinho, uh, Firmino, Salah, and uh, Mane. Mane are you know are it's the speed. comparable to City obviously not as good but comparable no, I can say this every week just get your midfield running wait, and your defense. wait 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 you said not as good I, I don't I don't I think they're probably on par because like we said if not for the fact that Mane got the red card I think they could have beaten or if not competed with City I think because of Mane bit, and Salah alone I think the Firmino bit just brings them down a notch compared to a Jesus or an Aguero just maybe yeah know, but but this is actually the first time this season that all four of them have started together mm-hmm. which is incredible when you yeah. when you think about it and if they're going to get back into the top 4 and have a very good season they need to keep these guys fit yep um, oh, and next stat. season, yeah. Quick stat. Uh, so since Suarez has left Liverpool, no one has scored more than 14 goals in a season. Mo Salah is already there. And it's That's a very low number. Yeah, he's got 14 goals. 
Yep. Well, I mean, Salah also has, is breaking records of the... He has eight goals in his first 11. I think the, nobody's done better than that. Yep. That includes the Suarez, the Torres. I think Torres might have won more. Fowler, Fowler. Oh, So, obviously, it's a it's a purple patch. He's not the kind of player that's going to get you this every season and throughout a season, but... Or is he? I don't think don't so. Know. Sorry, just before we move on, um, Rahul Calvapoli, who's been on the pod before, um, Real Madrid fan, but he says, uh, A, what's, who's, got, who's had the dopest kit ever? Mm. The best kit. But B, he says, uh, he points out Egypt's third kit, or, right. or what will be their third yeah, kit, right? So let's it's a talk about, or something, yeah, and he says, I, can you get him Let's one? talk about point number one. I put Croatia up there. Which, I, which Croatia? Like which Old which, Croatia, like... The blue or the... No, no, like the... Like France 98? Am I thinking Croatia? The, the squares, the white and red white squares. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the France 98 or the... Yeah. yeah, love that. Love that Croatia kit. Wow, it's like a tablecloth. I love that. Daniel Persis not... had that in his hair. Yes, I don't know. I, I really like the Man, Croatia. That is not where I thought we were going to start. Yes. No, I didn't. That, that's very Dortmund uh, back in the day. For you. I love Dortmund back in the day. What is wrong with you? I'm just saying that's what these are the kids I had as a kid. The neon and black. <laughs> sh- okay, fine. Uh, what are your suggestions? For me, Roma. That that red is just beautiful. Sure. You know, surprisingly, if we're talking about vintage kits, I'm gonna go with like Mexico, like in like France ninety. Oh, sorry, USA ninety four. Emerald green. Like one of those greens. Yeah. I like the I like the Arsenal old like two the the white and red with the with the golden stripe with a golden kind of Nike. I like it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention the the ninety four I think black Man United away kit. That was my favorite with away the kit. Yellow. But I'm I'm thinking of home kits and it's. it's... I mean, I mean, let's keep thinking of anything Brazil from before France teams. 98. The African themes, Cameroons and, yeah. and them. Well, they, Cameroons, you, like uh, uni outfit or yes. whatever. <laughs> There's a few, but the what, about, what about in the Premier League? Who has the best kit this season? This season? Like looks-wise. Like it's probably an away kit, but I can't think of it. But I don't mind Liverpool's. I don't mind the white, Liverpool's the white, is, is uh, the white. Uh, what do they call these things? Like on the, on the sleeve uh, and the socks, the accents. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind that. Liverpool or chic. Um, the the I, I'm gonna say the the Leicester blue is a very nice deep blue. Mm. Uh, my brother brought up a point we were watching. He really enjoys when the shirt and shorts are the same solid color. And the socks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Chelsea have the worst away kit. Liverpool's away kit. They can get the best home kit, but they're. Whatever, I don't even know what color that is. That's harsh. Also, all of Barcelona's away kits, which look like word art. Yes. Like, you yes. know the, the, Ooh, the, yeah. the French national team has a good one, too. Yes, 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 France. agreed. The yeah. Barcelona away kits had no sponsor. Mm. Love them. Mm. Love them. Mm. Mm. Isn't that from like 1998? From every year until 2009. Until they, yeah, yeah, until they gave it. Um, okay, so second point, very quickly, if people yeah. haven't seen it, search for, I think it's the Concept Egypt third kit. It's... Brilliant. It's it's kind of this yellow kind of I guess it looks like sandy color and so it fits and they got like this pharaoh t- king tut face on it. Like it's really well done. Are you sure? I'm not sure. That what? sounds very weird. No no no, but it looks oh, really it's it the is, Sphinx. It's, it's like beautiful. I don't he, he's Egyptian, man. Yeah, like <laughs> you wanna tell him what's a Sphinx? It's a pharaoh, it's not the Sphinx. Are you but sure? I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure. He <laughs> Show your it. citizenship. Is my extended. <laughs> All right, I believe you. Um, right. We're gonna move on now. Uh, Crystal Palace two, Everton two. Mental game. Everton have bid ten million for Marco Silva. Hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> Managers. It's like FFP. You need that for them now. Well, because he just signed for Watford. He's got the whole contract. To buy the most out. important part of this game is I predicted the f- exact score. Good for you. It's, a, it's good. a good score to predict to too. By the way, if you're a manager, right? It, like. From a money standpoint, is your job 
go do six months and then start getting your agent to look for other jobs so that you can then pocket 10 million apparently I'd do it yeah. Marco Silva might start a new thing where he just goes club to club to club yeah, I mean, until he gets to the top four yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for 2 West Ham nil. Moyer's first game West Ham were terrible Andy Carroll and Arnautovic did their best to get sent off they why are is, absolute why morals. is Ayu not even in the squad I'm hoping he's injured because he's been their best player if this is Moyes' first decision something's well, wrong uh, he had to fit in Lanzini and yes. Arnautovic. Arnautovic okay the other thing is I have to say I really have to get this off my chest because I'm like I got physically angry uh-huh. at Andy Carroll. Uh-huh. It was the first. It was twenty seconds into the game. Uh-huh. He got a red card a few weeks ago for the same thing. He, he again. He's charging at the player to get the header. He keeps calling it 50-50. His arm, his elbow is extended. You know, two feet in front of him. He smacks him right in the head. The guy's bleeding. It just it stops being football and it starts just being like as a human being. You just do not care about the well being of yeah. this other human being in front of you. Yeah. And I, it got me physically mad at how. Kind of Neanderthal do you have to be to still keep doing this week in, week out? And you know who's uh, just on par with that? Charlie Adam. And yeah, agreed. John Shelby too. The thing is, they do it when they're frustrated, they're mad once in a while, but this is every single no, header. He did it 20 minutes later again. He did it I mean, this season as well. I mean, really? th- no, that's the thing. This was his first game back after being suspended for doing that. So, you know. I, I, I doubt way, it gets me physically. By the way, on this game, last thing I want to say is, Yes, West Ham lost. Yes, Moyes, but they probably should have drawn this game. In actual fact, Gomez they were was they were heroics, and I mean multiple times that Gomez was he was goalkeeper. Of He's the a week. good keeper. Absolutely keeper. amazing on goal. Uh, Moyes quote. Yeah. yeah. I, told the, I told the players it's tough to play in front of a crowd like that, but a goal would make the fans feel better. Inspiring stuff. <laughs> um, Bournemouth 4, Huddersfield 0, whatever. Brighton 2, Stoke 2. Uh, I, yeah, I just have one comment about this. Davy Proper beat five people and then put in a cross that Pascal Gross scored uh, with a lucky shot that went through the keeper's legs. And everyone celebrated with Pascal Gross. It's like, mate, yes. he just took out half the team that, and no one celebrated I with I thought it. your comment was going to be, <laughs> Mark Hughes. Well, that too. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I do more more. One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer picks with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. Go to xtsc.ca and use the code 2017REDSKOSH. That is 2017REDSKOSH when you register for soccer leagues. DM us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh or email under the kosh blog at gmail.com for details. Uh, Moment of the week, Andy Carroll has called his son Wolf. <laughs> Wolf Carroll. <laughs> Why? Celebrities just try and one-up each other now. So, celebrities? Well, sorry. I don't want you to ever call Andy Carroll a celebrity. Okay, yeah. famous people. Who heals quicker, a wolf or a lion? Uh... Clearly a lion. A lion is on top of his game. The wolf will not need any healing. He'll be the one smashing people in the face when he grows it, up. Oh, a wolf has mental problems, just like Andy Carroll. I mean, yes. the problem is a wolf doesn't have elbows. <laughs> Does it? Neither do lions. Um, speaking of... Actually, I don't know how to West say that. I'm just going to do this. West Ham. West oh, yeah. Ham. Oh, wait. Right. Oh, speaking of West Ham. Um, it's funny. They never had two in one. Um, they Their fans are morons. Okay. I'm just going to put that out. Correct. Uh, actually, let me, re- let me say that again. 
They're fans on Twitter. They're <laughs> morons. So, um, the EP control room... Essex uh, Police. What? Essex Police. Essex Police. Uh, tweeted out, Ringing 999 because at West Ham United have lost again and you aren't sure what to do is not acceptable. <laughs> it's a complete waste of our time. Hashtag 999 for emergencies this seems to be what, what, only. This seems to be what fans do every time the team is Essex Police have more important things to worry about, like people getting stuck in tanning beds. Yep. That's all they need to care about. Yeah, that's it. This this club, right? Firstly, they weren't they weren't just calling; they were tweeting the EP control room that's, to complain that's about not funny. the team's I mean, performance. Someone's dying somewhere. Exactly. And like it, yeah, like it goes beyond that. Alex, what else happens in Essex County? <laughs> Anything interesting? No, really. People watch eat and drink Essex. at really What's shit that show? bars. Uh, the only way is Essex. Yeah, I mean, there's other ways, mate. Trust me. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I got two very very quick ones. FC Barcelona official account tweeted. Uh, a picture of Messi and Ter Stegen, and they said that the, the two biggest reasons we are where we are right now, agree or disagree, probably relatively true, but... So, Ter really, Stegen and, and Messi. And said, this is the reason why we are where we are, sure. and it alienates the rest of the team. It's, it's supposed to be a team effort. It wasn't cool. Thoroughly unprofessional. They apologized because the, their own fans said, guys, it's not cool, so that's, that was a bit of a moo Last but not least, Jamie O'Hara. Remember him? Mm-mm. Yeah. Wasn't he a first <laughs> player? Yeah. yeah. A couple of others. Wolves. He's now playing yeah, football... Now. At, oh god, Billerike Town? Billerike. Billerike Town. Yeah. He's been fined a whopping £525 mm. for punching a 14 year old boy in the face at a football match after it? falling for a fake handshake prank. You know, kids now they do it for the cameras, they go <laughs> say hi to players and they kind of put their head behind their hand behind their head. He punched him in the the mascot on the face. I'm See, sorry, that's jail time. I mean, <coughs> A, yes, it's jail time. But B, like, clearly the kid's mate was probably filming it, right? Yeah. What would you rather be filmed doing? Like, losing out on the handshake you know, or punching a child in the that's face? It. Also, Jimmy O'Hara went from the Premier League to Bill, 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 Bill Ricky. I would punch anything. I would punch point. everybody I know in the face. <laughs> Do you think the kid's mate was having a laugh after that? Well, sure. They got a lot of money, probably. It's going to happen. Five hundred twenty-five pounds. pounds. <laughs> I do more more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. It was a massive weekend in Italy, and we were going to discuss it with Sonia Misio, but she fell sick, which is really unfortunate. Aww. But we are going to reschedule. Yes. Um, so we'll just have to discuss it ourselves. Um, first off, let's start with Carlo Tavecchio, who was president of Italian FA, a very controversial man, racist statements, homophobic statements, anything you can think of, he's done. Um, he's resigned, but... In doing so, he defended his record. He said he hadn't been given enough time. He felt unbacked. He blamed Ventura, which is fair. But he Um, hired Ventura. Right. Uh, And then read a list of his own accomplishments. So a very humble resignation, you know, statement from... That's the way I would want to go out. (laughs) Was it or was it it worse or better than Mugabe's? At least you got Mugabe. No, oh, he's not no. out yet. Ah. He was so moved. Better. It's a very good question. Yeah. yeah. At least, at least the Italian military didn't have to get involved. By the way, yeah. I saw a joke that it's easier to get Mugabe out than Wenger. That's true. Oh, did you see the Wenger out poster at Mugabe's? Uh, yeah. Crew? And he just Wenger got himself into another conversation that he's not a part of again. <laughs> it's really like literally, I could not believe that there was a Wenger out. Like you're about to oust your 94 year old like leader who has been this. Absolute, you know, dictator. horrendous dictator who slays people. You have people in pits in the thousands, and the guy still thought, you know what? I'm gonna sit here and write Wenger out on this piece of cardboard and take it down to the streets. I, I, I love it. I love it was it. great. It blows yeah. your mind. Oh, something we came up with in the car the other day. Mugabe Agbonlahor. 
Yeah. <laughs> if only he was as dominant at football we, as Mugabe was. At, as we went country. from Ventura and Tavecchio to. Yeah, this is not the Italian right. league. Right, let's Sorry. get back on track. <laughs> yeah. um, Derby della Capitale, Roma 2, Lazio 1, Perotti penalty, Mangalam blast. Um, it, this was a fantastic per- game. Perotti's technique for penalties must be one of the most satisfying things to watch in football. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's cool. Um, it's it cucumber. Good, it's collected. Collected. A good composed. Vector. Yeah. A good vector. There was a calm trajectory. Someone had a quote from this game. There, they said, "We need to test Nangolan because we're not sure he's actually a human being." No, he was. I mean, he defines box to box. Oh yeah, but it's not even that. It's not even just physical. Like he's got the touch as well. There was a moment where he flicked it over. Um, yeah, one of the was it? Anyway, and he's remember. a smoker, so I don't know how he has lungs to do this. Also, <laughs> every time he gets in that, it seems like he scored. He has that same goal on loop. Every time he kind of runs, bursts from midfield. Pushes it to the right, bottom left. Every time, mm-hmm. and you just know what's coming. The, he only the, scores two of them a year, that's why. The best thing, factually incorrect. <laughs> the, the best thing about this performance was that he actually pulled out of the Belgium squad to play in the international games, the friendlies. And that's great because Martinez had been leaving him out of the squads because he's a smoker yeah. and other personal reasons. Funny. And he finally calls him up and... Like, nah, if only Courtois had followed suit and, uh, and pulled out as well. Oh, uh, Napoli beat yeah. Milan 2-1. Uh, this was a great result for Napoli because they did falter last week. Um, I, I think it was a draw that against know, they, Kiev, they could yeah. not afford. Yeah, um, Beat Milan 2-1. Insigne, who was left in the bench for Italy when they needed a goal, and we also had the whole De Rossi thing, um, scored. I uh, just killed it. He was but, magnificent. Yeah. Milan are basically a West Brom. In the uh, Italian league, they win the first five so games harsh. and they just peace out for the rest of the season. <laughs> is it harsh though? Is it you know, harsh? it's true. It, it's a project. At least they have a plan. They want to play well, regardless sure. of whether they are. I mean, are yeah, or not. but like so far, they're like on par with West Brom. I mean, sure. So they, they might not exist soon. Bernie, you've mentioned this before, but um, Gabriel Marcotti's column today, he said Milan need to present a credible voluntary agreement on financial fair play that satisfies UEFA, a decision that's expected next month. But they also need to conjure up some 350 million euros by October. October uh, 2018 to make Elliot management, who is, I guess, who they owe money to, go away. Mm-hmm. I just think if that's what you have to do, I don't think you deserve to exist as a football club. Who agreed this deal? Well, <laughs> well, 350 million. I'm going to take your money, invest 250 of that million, and buy a whole new team and pray to God. Can we put it in perspective? Can we put it in perspective? This is a decision related to a football team. Basically, that comes down to a hobby. It's not a big deal. I mean, there was Brexit, like that kind of effect. Yeah, it puts it in perspective. You know, like what are you talking about? I'm just saying <laughs> you can make you can make bad decisions at this level. I can see how that can happen. If it can happen at such a high level, I can see how these people who don't have you know the, the kind right. of background, they, they can make it. I can and, see it happen. I mean, we I think we've discussed this before, but there is a chance that Berlusconi kind of did this terrible deal so that he can ride in on his chariot and save them again. Well, he, he just bought his soul back. That's all he did. He probably had to give his soul away a few years ago. At, at this point, that's all. They should just call Usmanov and ask him. <laughs> like someone rich. Good point. Yeah. Speaking of uh, higher levels, uh, a reporter asked Mauricio Sarri if he'd take the Italy job. And he apparently said he'd sooner run for parliament in Italy. And in Italy, that's saying something because like, politicians no are not that. revered. Yeah. Mm. No. Berlusconi was a politician. Yeah, exactly. He was prime, he was <laughs> prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah. Um, Sampdoria, oh, this was, this was a game. Sampdoria beat Juve 3-2. Um, Juventus rested, well, they changed six players from the last game, but they really technically only rested three that shouldn't have been in the starting lineup um, with an eye on the Barcelona game in midweek. 
they got battered 3 0 in this game up to a certain point, and then I think it was such a nervy ending. And Until the 90th minute, 90th minute, it was 3 0, then yeah. a penalty, and then Dybala, a brilliant goal, goal when he came on. Um, this was a great game to us because Sampdoria, I mean, this was big for them. They really wanted to get these three points. They would really shaken up the league. And I think yeah. neutrals wanted to see Juve drop points. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. A, because it extends Napoli's lead. But also, just for Sampdoria themselves, they've won six out of six at home. They're currently sixth. They're five points behind Juve. And they've got a game in hand. And all of, like, I was reading about this. Obviously, I'm not, I don't follow them. But I was reading about this. And all of their players are second division players. They're young and upcoming. Like, they don't and have any stars. Really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a veteran. Um, and you know they're doing really well for their stature. So yeah, you know. they've been doing well for a while. To be fair, they've been you know they've been thereabouts for the last couple. Yeah, of seasons. I like their owner. He's funny. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Juve have conceded ten in six away games. That is they're not they're not playing well this season. That is not Italian of them. <laughs> No, Sorry, that's true. Alex goes, Juve conceded, conceded 10 in 6 away games. Guan. Yeah. <laughs> Guan, Juventus. Well, I mean, didn't Chiellini say they're better now without Bonucci? Yeah, yeah but so clearly yeah. Buffon must be depressed. Well, it wasn't even him in goal. It was uh, Chesney. Which I mean, Buffon is, having, Buffon is having a horrendous week. Juve losing, Italy losing. Apparently, he was not fit mentally to play this game, etc., yeah. etc. Et you have to put it into perspective. He's had a golden life. He can yeah. fucking deal sure. with it. Yeah. Inter beats a solo 2-0. Icardi... Is killing it, yeah. and to be fair, relatively with quite a weak supporting cast. I mean, you take Icardi and you think if you put him in a top team, maybe he can even take it up another level. He's got thirteen in thirteen. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, want to be in a top team, so this works. I mean, but if I mean he, if he does, I think he can really. I think he's a very good striker. Like he's not fancy, he's, but he'll oh, get you the goals. Brilliant player. Brilliant he's player. absolutely fantastic. I mean, half of those assists at least are probably Perisic. Yeah, Perisic is mm. Kandreva Perisic. Mm. Yeah, you mean the horse. Oh, this season maybe not not over the course of his career. He's been described oh, yeah, as a yeah. horse. Ben- who, who Perisic? Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, By ben- the manager Benevento. Um, we're looking. I mean, Alex was live. Through. I think it's his fault. He drinks that. He was I did live texting us the results, and he's like, Benevento are about to get their first points in the league, etc., etc. They were one nil up against Sassuolo. And then Alex is probably the only guy watching this game. <laughs> oh, I, I was not was not remotely watching this game. I was just looking yeah. at the live text. And then two very late goals. This actually him. made me so happy yeah. because we'd we'd already That's so evil. <laughs> we'd already pointed out that they'd lost twelve and twelve. And now just the fact that they were getting a point was infuriating me. And right. then they lost this game and I was like, Yes, you have no soul. I wanted to lose thirty eight games. They, they are the first team you'll enjoy this, Richard. <laughs> They're the first team in Europe to ever lose thirteen uh, in a row to start the season. What do you mean ever? Like in history? To lose thirteen in a row to start the season, yes. Ever. Oh wow. But so, but not only that, right? The goals they conceded were absolute comedy. See, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. In what divisions? Because if you go down like nine nine leagues, thirteen in a row to start yeah, the season. That's insane. You're including like the ninth tier of English football. Thirteen in a row, yes. non-league. So think about it, man. You know what? This is where opportunists see a chance. You put money on them not going down. You could make a lot of money. Yeah, I think we saying, should do it. I'm just saying, let's and put then, it. Let's and put then it. we can get kind of a paper rich. <laughs> let's put ten cost dollars. Papers. We'll put ten cost dollars in. You never know. Cost dollars aren't worth <laughs> the same amount as a regular. What dollar. is the USD exchange rate there with a cost yeah, dollar? Uh, yeah, it's quite depressing what it is. Um, <laughs> other than that, let's move on to I mean the table very quickly before we go to Spain. Napoli on the, on top with 35, Inter 33. Inter are doing. You know, they're doing great. Juve with 31, Roma 30, Lazio 28. This is, again, we say it every week, one of the most exciting leagues. If you yes. want to watch something different than your club that you support, if it's not one of these, this is the league to watch. Just to add to that, the Rome clubs have a game in hand, so it yes. could get even tighter. Yes. Um, Spain. 
Barcelona beat Leganes 3-0. Um, Suarez finally, uh, slightly, b- I mean, he's Forgot not back. I mean, the goals were, you know, tap. One of them was a tap. It was a complete rubbish first goal. Yeah. But he couldn't buy a goal for like a, a long time. And then the second goal was actually a decent goal. It was. It was a, yeah. I mean, the keeper should have done a bit better. Uh, Paulinho continuing his scoring records for Barcelona. He's not a bad player. We know that. But it was still funny when they signed him. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with him is he's a bit like, remember Rosicki? He would always score those goals after the team was like 2-3-0. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. So it's nice, but it doesn't well, really mean or, anything. Or Hleb. No, he just wouldn't score at all. Hleb would never shoot. Yeah. Like, literally just against it, like, as a principle. Really? Yeah, I think it was like... I thought he was, was a dangerous player. Or Shavin. He was great. Yeah. He was fat. For five minutes. Yeah. That 4-4 um, draw against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Barcelona take on Valencia next week. That is, that is going to be an Because Valencia are killing it. Oh, Valencia. Is this the first... Real test for Barcelona no, this season. Barcelona drew with Atleti 1 1, I think. It oh, was. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Atleti well, was like, poor. Sure, but I mean, yeah. they drew with Barca, they drew with Madrid this week. So, I mean, they've been poor, but against the big teams, they've taken points. Um, this game, I think Atleti didn't look too bad, but the one thing that was clearly lacking is just like a, a, a pure striker for Atleti. They have Griezmann up there, but it's almost like he's not false a pure striker. nine. He's not a pure striker. You could see that a lot of the plays broke down because they have so many creative players around them. They have. Um, Correa Carrasco, Correa uh, the, uh, Coca Yeah, but there's one more Regardless There's all tippy-tappy Really good players It's just You need that I think that one big dude You need like a Higuain oh, well, That's what Costa's coming Diego Costa's yep. Absolutely going to be medicine To this team On, on, on this On this Atleti thing there, there are two things that, that stood out to me In this game Firstly They should have lost Should have been a penalty To Real Madrid oh, with Ramos the, had Ramos. his nose broken By a high foot In the is, box Is anyone unhappy about that? No, I hate him <laughs> But, but these are never like given Wow no, they're not, but they sh- it should have been the penalty. So, on, on that note, that's one thing. The second thing is, Griezmann was booed off the pitch by his own fans. They are done with this man. Wow. After his whole thing with Flitterville United in the summer, he didn't actually apologize for any of that. Now, they don't want him anymore. Well, he's especially after he's, he's, he's going almost 600 or something minutes or something like that without scoring a goal. They're done. Sorry. Why should he have to apologize for that? Well, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't care about that personally, but as a fan, for those fans, they want players who are loyal. I understand and that. I, and I get that. To I understand that, obviously, as a fan mentality, but ultimately, he decided once the transfer ban was imposed that he would stay with Atleti because... Yeah, yeah, he but, did, yeah. What, what more can you really ask But, him, but right? what he did, and, and again, I'm with you on that, but mm. from their point of view, it's, oh, you're just doing this so that because we can get money for you, like $100 million next season because we need it. I get it. It's nice. But you're telling us you're leaving anyway. Yeah. So it's not the loyalty that they really want is saying, I still don't want to be here. I just don't want to look like an asshole. We can't all be Fernando Which is Torres. self-serving, right? No, Although even true. Torres left. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, but oh, there was something I wanted. Oh, their stadium. Looks brilliant. It's like oh, yeah. we are very, their new oh, stadium is a very nice looking yeah. stadium. Mm-hmm. Barca on the top with 34, Valencia second with 30, and my god, Madrid are behind the leaders by 10 Both points. Madrids. I mean, that is four classicos. Watch them bottle it. Just wait. Just so, wait I mean, till the end. Oh, for, context, nope. for context, no team has made up a 10 point gap to win La Liga ever. They're just trying to break records or something. It's it's not they're not. But but Madrid had that season. Remember when they were, uh, you know, on course to win the intergalactic whatever. They everything. had twenty two wins in a row. Yeah, and then January first hit and they forgot how to play football. Maybe this is going to be the reverse. Exactly. He, That's I mean, what I'm here's what I say. Like you can look at Barcelona so far this season and say there's an inevitable drop in form coming, and that seems yep. like a reasonable point of view. They are patching over cracks a little bit. On the other hand, they've been basically without Suarez. 
True. Dembele came in and got injured straight away, so they've been having to deal with uh, what's his name, Delafeu, and all this kind of nonsense. So and as they could have not been great, right? Really. And so arguably they could even get better. Piquet is worse. I mean, Umtiti is carrying him, but Piquet in his worst form right now. So. Semedo's killing it though, and they're staying. They're staying stepping up big, big time. time. If, if you're a Real Madrid fan, you look at this and you go, "We really let Kylian Mbappe slip out of our hands because that was done." Yeah, that would have. That was yeah. literally done. The problem, and is, they let it go because of BBC Ronaldo. The problem it, is Ronaldo's Ronaldo. only one piece of it. They did also didn't want to let him go because of Bale and because of Benzema, yeah. and apparently it was Zidane that said, "I don't want to break up this trifecta." You watch the games now, I mean, r- literally Ronaldo just stands up. Benzema plays like under, he plays like creative because Ronaldo just would will not drop. And Benzema's trying to get the ball from midfield, turn, create. And obviously the Madrid fans are on his back, but it's not his game. Since when is Benzema trying to start attacks and turn players and make through passes? It's to because be fair, they've won two Champions Leagues where Benzema did exactly that same thing. No, 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 no. Up to, up to the season, Ronaldo was productive down sure. the left-hand side. Now you watch his heat map, you watch the game, he's central. No more wing play whatsoever. Like, zero. <laughs> not, not 10%, zero. Well, the, I mean, Zidane literally changed the formation to that yeah. kind of diamond in midfield with two yeah. up front so that Ronaldo didn't have to do that. Yeah. Kind also, of Modric's dip in form isn't helping. Like, there's a few things. Yeah. There's a few things. Um, anyways, I mean... It must be hard to be a Madrid fan. You've oh. only won two Champions Leagues in the last three years. Yeah. That yeah. League, uh, three in the last four. We all know oh, yeah, you're only going to buy ten new great outstanding yeah. players in the offseason. So, you know, credit to them for hanging in there <laughs> yeah, right. during this rough time. Yeah, it's not like you support TFC or anything. No, you guys keep that up. Speaking of which, Toronto FC. Exactly uh, what I was trying to do. Well yes. done. We are right. recording on Monday night. Tomorrow night, Toronto FC play Columbus away. Yes. Mm-hmm. First leg. Without... Uh, without Galvinco, uh, without Altidore. Altidore. Yep. Yep. So and Bradley's on a yellow, so he'll get one. Bradley's mm-hmm. on a permanent yellow. Right, right, Just right. <laughs> lives right. his life on the edge. You know? Anyway, uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll talk about it next week. And uh, that'll do for now, no? Yep. yep. See right. you guys See next week. Ciao. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekosh blog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.